Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Sammy's Spotlight at 90.5 WMC Milligan Radio. This is a show about the people, academics, sports, life, and culture at Milligan University. This episode is a Black History Month special, and Gabriel Logan, director of God Diversity Scholars here at Milligan, is joining us at the studio today. Hello, Gabe. Welcome to the studio again. How have you been? Good, Sammy. Thank you. It's good to be back on this uh, this great show. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. It's beautiful out there. It's a little sunny, a little overcast. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for making time and coming to see us this semester at the studio. Thank you. Um, so, well, this is a Black History Month special. Um, and let's start at the top. Why do we celebrate Black History Month, Gabe? Sammy, you're asking good questions from the, from <laughs> the start. <laughs> Um. Well, I think that's that's a really good question. Um, I think I've heard it said many times. You know, Black history would be American history, and mm-hmm. um, so I'll, I guess I'll start. We had a event recently on on campus, and that was kind of my leading question to the the panelists that were that were there. Um, what does Black History Month mean to you? And one thing that I realize is that for each person, it, it can be kind of a different thing. It, I don't think it has to be all encompassing as far as, you know, why do we do it from my perspective? I think each person mm-hmm. can come at it from different ways. Yeah. Ask that question. And someone was like, well, I look at great um, black leaders through time and mm-hmm. the um, responsibility that they feel um, is now on them because of what people have done in the past so that's a way to look at it and another one was just saying um, just I guess not only the, the, the past but what the, the future looks like so I think for each person it can kind of be a different thing mm-hmm. um, and I, that's one thing that I'm kind of learning and realizing mm-hmm. awesome awesome that so it's a very diverse and dynamic meaning and I was also doing some research for an interview and I came across this quote by Sarah Clark Kaplan. A, she's the executive director of the Anti-Racist Research and Policy Center at the American University in Washington, D.C. And she said, quote, there is no American history without African-American history, end quote. And she also said that the black experience is embedded in, quote, everything we think of as American history end quote um, so yeah like you're you're right like we can't tell the history of any like America or any country to be honest without taking into account all the people that take part into that history and people who were who made something happen um but gabe i've also been curious like why is black history month specifically in february what's special about february um do you know this because actually i do not know i no? have no idea why <laughs> it's in february that is uh you know that even reminds me so 
Uh, I want to thank the library archivist, Katie Banks. She uh, came to me with an idea about uh, another event at Milligan, and um, it was for Frederick Douglass Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A month and a half ago, I did not know there was a Frederick Douglass Day. Mm-hmm. And so it happens to be on Valentine's. The reason yeah. that it's on Valentine's is because uh, he did not know his birthday when he was born, so he picked February 14th. Oh. Uh, you know, maybe in hindsight, you know, if he knew his birthday was going to be the same as Valentine's, maybe he would have cho- chosen like the 13th or the, the 15th, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. he's not competing as much with, with Valentine's Day. But yeah, I learned about Frederick Douglass Day, and um, one of the things that, that, uh, he said and when we had the, the whole event or what they quoted him as saying is that um, when he was learning to read he had a, a fixed purpose and mm-hmm. that those those two words sort of stuck out to me because um, regardless of whether Black History Month is just February or mm-hmm. this day or you know that month a fixed purpose means the that it doesn't change your purpose doesn't change whether it's march april may june yeah. july it's a continued effort and so um i definitely respect that you know black history month is in in february but i couldn't tell you why it is mm-hmm. but it does remind me that despite the month it's a uh, it's a, it's a continued effort a fixed purpose yeah. and not just not just one month so <laughs> that's kind of how I think about that. I absolutely agree with you. Like it, it, it is something that we should remember and learn in our classrooms and in our lives every day, uh, as diversity is key in any society. Um, so I also did some digging into this because I was like, why is it February? Like, what is it? What What's special about February? Okay. Uh, what you find? I found something related to well. Frederick Douglass, in a way, um, but the history, the story of Black History Month begins in Chicago during the summer of 1915, and alumnus of the University of Chicago, with many friends in the city, uh, Mr. Carter G. Woodson, traveled from Washington D.C. to participate in a national celebration of the 50th anniversary of the emancipation, sponsored by the state of Illinois. And thousands of African Americans traveled from across the country to see the exhibits highlighting the process and the progress their people had made since the destruction of slavery. And then in 1926, Carter G. Woodson, the father of black history, designated the second week of February as Negro History Week and he envisioned a week-long celebration to encourage a coordinating teaching of the black history in public schools to promote and educate people about black history and culture. But it wasn't until the late 1960s that this week of celebration evolved into becoming what now we know Black History Month. And February was chosen primarily because the second week of the month coincides with the birthdays of both Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, like we were talking about. Um, Lincoln was influential in the emancipation of slaves, and Douglass, as we were talking, is 
was a former slave and a prominent leader in the abolitionist movement, um, which fought to end slavery. Um, That's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. Didn't know, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, like that's, uh, it makes sense. You got, you know, two great leaders and um, Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, their birthdays and everything was the Chicago Institute. It all seems like it's kind of lining up for that time and then expands to a month. I, I can see the line of reason in there. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's like I was reading it and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like it lines up. Their birthdays are <laughs> yeah. like close together. No wonder they, they got along or like they had similar ideas. Right. Um, but then it's interesting because it took 50 years after these celebrations. So in 1976, President Gerald R. Ford officially recognized Black History Month during the country's uh, bicentennial in 1976 and Ford called upon Americans to quote seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every era of endeavor throughout our history end quote so it was such a work in progress like it went from an idea to a week to a month to actually being recognized by the government um do you have any thoughts on this process like what what do you see this process like now in our society where it's like oh we just have black history month or yeah i think it kind of is a testament to um i guess in a way how different things are the fact that you know one i can do you know kind of host three different events here on campus mm -hmm. and then i come on this podcast and you tell me like how did black history month even you know how did it become a thing and mm -hmm. i wasn't sure and so just to see you know all these many things happen to the point now where it's a solidified thing and you kind of have to get back to the the roots and mm -hmm. The, the, the history to kind of really understand how it did become these things and I think in a way that's a it's a good thing in that you don't want to remain in the past but it's also a poor thing in that you want to understand all the things that happen in, in history to the best of your ability because it gives you just you know, obviously such a better understanding of where things could possibly go. Um, and yeah. and so I look at that as both a, you know, a positive and, and a negative thing. I think um, even the fact that I did not know that Frederick Douglass Day and part of the reason that the Black History Month uh, was all these February intertwines and, and everything, it, it, it does give me a lot to a lot to think about because yeah. I want to make sure that I'm doing you know this history the right way and, and yeah. but uh, at the same time you know I think you don't want to get too just like um, caught in the past <laughs> yeah yeah um, absolutely I agree I agree 
Um, which within that, um, the Association of the Study of American Life and History has started to set a theme for Black History Month every year in order to like focus attention from the public toward it. Um, and as you say, like join the history with like today's applications or today's world to make it more dynamic. And the theme for this year, 2024, is African Americans and arts. And the prompt went something along these lines. African American art is infused with African, Caribbean, and the Black American lived experiences. In the fields of visual and performing arts, literature, fashion, folklore, language, film, music, architecture, culinary, and other forms of cultural expression, the African American influence has been paramount. African American artists have used art to preserve history and community memory as well as for empowerment. Artistic and cultural movements such as the New Negro, Black Arts, Black Renaissance, Hip Hop, Afrofuturism have led by new by people of African descent and set the standard of popular trends around the world. In 2024, we examined the varied history and life of African American arts and artisans. Um, Kim, how does this resonate with you? Like, do you have a favorite artist, or did any of the events on campus this month encompassed uh, African American artwork, or? Um. Not all that resonate with me. So was it like a it was like a conference or was it like a what was the um, where did you get what you read from? Um, so the Association of the Study of African Life and History um, is like one of the main associations in the United States that um, studies um, African American history, and every year to create awareness towards African-American history and join it toward contemporary terms and situations, they put a theme to every year. Okay. Um, so this year's theme was African-Americans and the arts, and they wanted to study and just to share with people uh, the influence of African-American culture in arts in different forms. Um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I think I definitely like uh, the the art. I mean, as far as art goes, I think I think that I don't know. I I, I see, especially with music, there's so much changing right now on um, mm -hmm. in that. I think if you kind of mention you know hip hop and, yeah. and everything like that. I think one thing that's been that's been really interesting in uh, that area right now is that I think when I was probably in middle school and high school, there was only like you know I guess one female rapper that mm -hmm. everyone knew, and now it seems like the the ladies in rap are really carrying a lot of like the new yeah styles and you know the way things are going and that, that was pretty interesting because uh, I just things things change and um, yeah. all that 
let's see with other arts let's see do you have a favorite rapper a favorite artist um now that you you mentioned it i'm, I'm not that much into rap but yeah yeah it's not not really at the moment um there's i wouldn't say i have a, a real favorite but um yeah i guess i think another thing that's kind of interesting right now is if you uh, okay um, even even I think the the big athletes today I think their role in society is so different than even, even a few years ago because of podcasting and, and things like yeah. that the media is so different with with big sports players Absolutely. I remember growing up you know you could have a favorite athlete but you feel like you have no idea who they are except for how they play sports and how they do their, you know, uh, media interviews. But now yeah. it's like, you, you know, it's like you actually know these guys that are just on, you know, podcasts and doing shows. So I think that that's that's been really interesting as well. Yeah, is getting to know you know different different athletes just from their their shows and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, somebody comes to mind. I you're gonna have to forgive me because I forget. I'm real forgetful with names, but um, he is an artist and also like he used to be a baseball player, I believe, and he's from Chicago, and he realized how little his people and also just like people in the U.S. knew about. Um, the role of arts and sports and um, Chica urban Chicago community, like south si mm -hmm. side of Chicago community. Um, so he started this um, set of videos and podcasts saying really interesting facts about um, Chicago history because throughout his um, teen years he did several odd jobs like delivery and he will meet a lot of people in several neighborhoods of Chicago and he will ask them about the neighborhood the history and the tales and now he has this show and podcast and he shares a lot of things about Chicago that is kind of lost history mm. that the new generations would not be learning if he wouldn't be sharing them uh, so yeah, it's kind of fascinating it how like it is, yeah. media uh, just exposes people to more information and also allows people to share this. No story doubt about it. I mean, history. I think about even like the the YouTube shorts or like the you know TikToks. Like how much information? Like I feel like I'm learning just like it, you know, all kinds of random things just because you got like. 30 second clip with a little edit and <laughs> yeah next thing you know like you know you feel like maybe I should you know study medicine I heard this sort of thing <laughs> or maybe I should you know just all these different uh, takes come out of nowhere I, yeah. and, and I think in to today's time um, you do have to do a good job of like basically trying to falsify yourself because you're getting so much information from all these different sources yeah if you believe something in a way you have to really like all right i'm gonna try and prove myself wrong on all these different avenues and directions yeah and um and 
only then you can get a better understanding of like what you're actually looking for and, and trying to learn about and and I feel like that's happened with me even this month with with Black History Month mm-hmm. um, so for the longest growing up uh, like with Black History Month I guess it was like a school sort of thing and then yeah. you leave school and it's like well you know there's not like anything that I have to necessarily do with Black History Month now that I'm not in school. Yeah. And even then, it was like you might have a, a sports tournament or there's things going on in life. Um, and uh, you don't you don't necessarily really think about it. And so mm-hmm. coming back and being on a university campus and having different you know, even these conversations like the, uh, like we're having right now, it mm-hmm. does cause you to, to have to take the information that you've learned and then try and figure out all the different holes in it. And yeah, so I think that's kind of the learning experience for, for Black History Month with me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's rather interesting. I've also learned, like uh, while I was doing some research, I also learned yeah. all sorts of things that I, I didn't know before, like I had, I went to an American school and at my school I don't remember like celebrating Black History Month mm. or really having much information about it um, but I realized that there had been several uh, events at Milligan and you mentioned them uh, a little bit uh, would you mind sharing some highlights from these events and like what did they encompass yeah I'll, I'll uh i'd love to so the first one was is off campus and we partnered with uh, an organization that really is trying to help out teenagers in whatever way they can just navigating life and uh, the director of their uh, organization you know seem to think that hey if you know you got a lot of college people uh, would you want to like you know have them come because you know you have high school people there if you have college people around they're kind of like okay these are the next sort of steps for me and yeah they they respect college people a lot what they have to say what they're seeing in life and uh, so we got all of our groups together and we're able to really have a just a discussion if you have something to say you can say if you don't have anything to say you know you don't have to and it's amazing uh, when people are I guess willing to be vulnerable and willing to you know talk about different things yeah. that, uh, that's going on in their life um, how much easier it is for other people to to become vulnerable and be willing to speak on things so uh, just watching that unfold and seeing the you know trials of some of the high school people seeing the trials of some of the college people seeing the triumphs of people as well and uh uh, it it was just a beautiful thing to see i think you know we all kind of learned a lot from it then uh, as i already mentioned you know frederick Douglass day and and everything like that and uh that was i thought it was a really good event as well um how that worked is they had a uh, like a live stream and I think 9,000 people across the globe sort of tuned into this live stream. And uh, and so we put it up and Milligan students came by and uh, we had pizza and talked and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of learned together. And, uh, 
you know, that kind of continued into the to the afternoon. So I thought that was a that was a really strong thing too because um, if you remember at the beginning of this, I was talking about a fixed purpose, and I think that sometimes such a I think it's really something that stuck out to me because of how uh, up and down we can be as people mm-hmm. uh, about you know whatever is in the news whether it's happy or sad like okay we like yeah. this for a few days we like this for a few days we don't like this for a few days and to actually have something that is like okay this is the purpose you just stay on it keep walking it keep walking it keep walking it yeah. uh, continually is so much is for me that that makes so much more sense than um, the wind blew this way this week and my heart goes there and I'm upset about this rather than understanding that um, uh, you know something else will, will come along but if you stay the course um, how much quicker you'll get somewhere than yeah. if you are just going wherever um, whether it's and I don't want to make it a media sort of thing or like a social media or like or just the people in your life uh, just however it plays out finding something that is uh, allows you to stay on that course so yeah and then the third one <laughs> we had a uh, we had a panel with um, the the vice mayor of Johnson City and also uh, a, a man named Pastor James Scales and both of these are uh, you know close friends of mine and in a way, this is a way for me to have them meet one another too, because I think they're, you know, both, you know, strong, strong men, and the fact that yeah. they don't know each other, you know, it's kind of a shame. And but now they do and everything. So I had them come, and they they really, uh, I think I hit them with some some tough questions, but I knew that they were really smart guys, and they just kind of bounced back off each other uh, until they were able to you know, really define what they were trying to say to the students. And mm-hmm. I think the students really appreciated it. So in my opinion, there are three really successful events where if you were in attendance, you would learn a lot. And yeah. Uh, you would come away uh, hopefully encouraged. And uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was very happy with how everything played out. Awesome. Well, that is really great to hear. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend any of the events. Frederick Douglass Day was, like you say, St. Valentine's Day. Uh, So it was a little bit of a crazy day um, for me with homework and classes. But I I was aware that um, the events were happening. Like there were displays at the library and there were also several books. Um, And I am doing um, some research into food apartheid in the U.S. and just access to food um, relating um, like minority groups um, and I I did some reading throughout like Black History Month on that as well uh, to educate myself like since I couldn't attend the events I was like I want to learn more about it um, and there were plenty of resources at the library <laughs> yeah, to do that yeah, so. I can, and I can tell like that's one thing I've listened to your show and like I can always tell that you prepare so like, <laughs> that's a that's a good thing that's why like uh, when you asked about the show I was like well I know Sammy's gonna, gonna be ready <laughs> <laughs> well as ready as we can be but I mean I- improvising is also <laughs> good 
Um, so we've talked about events for this year, and I was doing some research about the theme for next year, um, and it is African Americans and labor, and the problem goes as follows. So the theme African Americans and labor intends to encourage broad reflections on intersections between black people's work and their workplaces in all their iterations and key moments themes and events in black history and culture across time and space and throughout the U.S., Africa, and the diaspora. Like religion, social justice movements, and education, studying African-Americans' labor and labor struggles are important, organizing FOSI for new interpretations and reinterpretations of the black past, present, and future. Such new considerations and reconsiderations are even more significant as the historical forces of racial oppression gather new and renewed strength in the 21st century. Um, what are your thoughts on this new theme on African Americans and labor for next year? Do you have any? And, and that's for whose who's theme, who's theme is that? Um, that is the same organization's theme, so okay. it's the Association of the Study of African life and history um and that's the 2025 theme they released the themes uh ahead of time so they've already released the theme for next year um yeah i feel like this organization covers all their bases (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're like we got a theme we're gonna like it's the diaspora of the uh, this the new words and this side of reconsidering history I'm like goodness okay um, that's <laughs> a they're doing a lot um, yeah I guess I'm curious to, to see how they do that but at the same time not to at the same time I'm probably not even gonna check into it because I'm like African Americans and labor. I got my own job, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm just gonna do my own sort of work and live my life, take care of the things that I've got to take care of. I think that's good. You know, I'm sure they're gonna do some wonderful academic research and you know some great papers. And uh, I'm not sure what the like what their practice like the what are they trying to do like with the theme just. So they shared the theme with several educational organizations as like, hey, we would like to focus on this, studying this part of African-American life this year to celebrate um, in order to give wider audiences more of a focus of like, hey, this is an area where African-Americans have contributed and they have not been welcome into history or they have not been Mm. recognized in this area um so different like some organizations uh such as schools and a public slash private organizations will use this theme um to encourage their people to research to share uh, testimonies about it um to kind of um improve policies um and just make society aware of like how do we make our society more inclusive um, yeah I, um you know i guess that's an an, an, an important work um 
But I'll, I would also say that um, to all the the people in the world, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. it just uh, at the same time, you know, go and work. That's good that they're doing that that work to sort of bring uh, what they're bringing to the to the table, but. Um, I, I just, it's just, for me, I, I would just say, as individuals, go and do good work on your own, mm -hmm. and yeah. that that's kind of, that'd be my theme, and, and labor, hey, do the work, and, you yeah. know, uh, so I, I think, it, I think it's good, but I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly sure what, um, what they're trying to to bring, I guess, just more awareness. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like their main um, point. They share the research and uh, they like to bring conversations to the table. So like panels or um, they just provide the team, the theme every year towards encompassing the conversation into a specific direction, like less of a broad topic. They right. just narrow it down. Um, but yeah, it's it's rather interesting i will be what uh, what have you like uh, what's sort of interesting about it to to you like what what are you excited for what do you think of the theme um i think um well i have been studying food apartheid and i have been surprised by how for example minority groups in the US, um, let's say Hispanic, African American, and Native Alaskan are less likely to have access to nutritious food in their areas where they live compared to more affluent middle class uh, white populations. And they in several res research papers and essays that I was reading, they define access to nutritious food like not having, like having a Burger King, a right. Subway, right. or that like that's not really nutritious right. food. They were referring to access to, um, like a farmer's market, uh, a healthy store. Um, right, I get it. So yeah, it was rather interesting to see all these food deserts across the u.s right. uh why like you know why is like if there's might be a more liquor stores on the yeah corner or um, more burger kings or, or like fast food restaurants instead of places where people can actually purchase good food and most of the time the people who work in the food industry uh, be it corporate food industry or be it on the field are most often people from minority groups um, and I was just interested to like find that out and also a little sad because it's like you are the one growing the product but you can't afford it because it's too expensive um, so I guess that's kind of one of the connections I see towards la the theme of labor. Um, 
So yeah, that I I will be interested to see what else comes up next year. No, um, that's that's a you know that's a that's a that's a lot to sort of you know undertake in a way because I feel like that will open up like so many different lanes for you of like whoa whoa I was well and then that is maybe why that is and maybe yeah and I think I think one thing that I'm working on is you know I guess you looking at things with you know, your heart like when you talk about that you're like yeah. oh, like you feel it in your heart and then to try and take a step away from something and look at it dispassionately and like or do the the you know I guess logistical reasons of why these things these are then you can get you can take a whole nother lane and like oh how should I look at this spiritually and yeah and you can get on this trail and watch I, I think for me like I, I get really deep into like I want to learn this and then it leads on to different branches and then I'm like okay just go from all these different places and yeah I think I spent a time really doing that and um, you know it's easy to say okay I'm looking at it, all these things without my heart I'm just gonna look at it for what the textbooks may say or the lectures or the Google or the documentaries however you yeah. say and then you can form an understanding of it but then all of a sudden you bring your heart back into it like why can't it just be a, a better way for everybody so quickly and like why why did these people have to struggle and why why does it have to be so you know for so long and yeah. then you look across the world and um, you're like uh, well uh, you know one thing that I have grown to love is I love air conditioning I love being able to <laughs> turn the air and then I think well like most of the people have no no ability to change the, the air in their in their house and yeah <laughs> Yeah. And that's and then you extrapolate the things that we might have or the things that we don't have, and it leaves you just like almost I wouldn't say stuck, but it's like okay, you know, God, how would you want me to move with all this information? And there's ideas that you can do about these things, and yeah. So, uh. Yeah, I, I hear you, and, and that you do want to do a lot of good work for a lot of people, and then understanding how the Lord might use you. And I think yeah. maybe it's just taking each person, each step, each you know, individual one at a time, and then mm -hmm. using discernment on how to, um, how the Lord might want you to move in this situation because. I don't know about you, but I don't have the ability to just like, you know, snap and make things appear and all these yeah. things. I can only I can only do with within my um, within my links and so 
yeah, it, it is easy to look at everything that's going on and then try and ask what, what, what should you do, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of, of research. Um, and it's like, it's something that I, I proposed the topic and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look like why and since when and why is why is it persistent um especially with like access to food um i was like huh like food is a basic necessity uh why in the 21st century are we still struggling with access to food um when we have smart cars and we can tap our phone when we go to the store <laughs> um so it's something I'm rather interested on um, but yeah thank you so much Gabe for yeah, thank you. coming today and I look forward to celebrating Black History Month as you said every day not just a month out of the year a week out of the year um, and also by looking at people through our hearts and um, like you said just seeing where we get our information from and debating and um, being open to conversations and also kind of being a little cautious about like what do we read on the media like is it true is um, now that we are so bombarded with information um, that thank well, you so Sandy, much thank for you so what much. you've I think done you, yeah, yeah I think you run such a great show so <laughs> it's always an honor coming on your show and I just, yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you. I hope you have a great day. Thank you.